and welcome to the Sober Bliss Podcast with me, Gail, and my amazing guest. I finally quit drinking for good in March of 2018, and one of the things that helped me was connecting with people on the same journey as me, hearing their stories and finding inspiration. No matter where you are on your journey to sobriety, I hope you enjoy listening to these stories and hope they bring you inspiration, joy and light so you can find your own sober bliss. Hi everyone and welcome to another edition of Sober Bliss Meets. Today I am honoured and delighted because I have the wonderful Jen Elizabeth with me today. Hi Jen. Hi. How are you? How are I'm great. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well. Thank you. Um, so people know you from Instagram as Resurrection of Me. Can you tell us a little bit about that and your kind of backstory? Sure. Well, you know, I, gosh, I have a big story. Um, but, you know, a lot of people ask me, like, you know, when did your addiction start or when did you start, you know, speaking about the stuff that you went through. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, my addiction really began before I ever found alcohol or drugs. Um, I've been numbing and escaping reality since I was probably two years old. I can remember. Yeah. So it started really young for me. Um, And I have not always spoken about this stuff. I have lived most of my life extremely silent, extremely, um, you know, in the darkness and suffocating and shame. And, you know, I, um, it probably was not till maybe four years into my recovery that I actually started feeling like I was going to, you know, explode. Like I needed to share what had happened to me and not only what had happened to me, but, you know, really, figure out how can I take all that pain and, and turn it around into being the power that is going to change my life because I was sober, yeah. but being sober and consumed in pain is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's way worse. You know, there's a lot of outside things that are better being sober than in addiction. But the internal, when you're sober and you're feeling it all, it really was just, and so I started, um, you know, speaking out a little bit here and there in my community. And then, you know, I decided with the social media, I was just, I started a little bit slow and I kind of got the feel for it. And, um, you know, I really just, you know, I I remember my first post that I really just let it out and, and said, you know. Um, I think my first post was probably about my mother wound, about growing up with a mentally ill mom that was unable to love and care for me. Yeah. And I was terrified. I was terrified to speak about that because I didn't see at that time a lot of people talking about it. Um, It is something that a lot of women um, struggle with and they feel like it's like, this huge, you know, betrayal to speak about your mother. There's so many, you know, intricate parts to it all and stuff. And so when I did, I got so much response Mm. of people 
saying, Oh my God, thank you. You know, that that's kind of my story or that's what I'm struggling with. And so I kind of like, maybe I'm onto something here. Like maybe, maybe not everybody has to share about sipping tea in the sunshine. Maybe some people need to share about the just on the floor struggling to stay sober. Yeah. To struggle to stay sober. Sobriety is so beautiful. And I actually rarely use the word sober. I I prefer the word recovery because for me, I, I believe for myself that sobriety is the absence of substances yeah and recovery is healing those parts of myself that once needed those substances to survive yes so it's recovery for me is about healing Mm, it is i'm a healing i'm a healing junkie now i went from a drug junkie to a healing junkie i'm all about the healing yeah and that's that's like i said you know it started for me so young that you know, yeah, the initial part of my sobriety and recovery was about just learning how to function without, without getting high or drunk. I did not understand it, how to brush my teeth, how to shower, none of it. I was completely consumed in addiction. But then after that, it's like, man, the real story happened for me way before then. My real pain and my real shame happened way before then. Yeah. And so that's why for me, recovery is a lot about healing. Yeah. So. It's not just about stopping whatever it is that you're using. It goes a lot deeper than that, yeah. doesn't it? It's not enough just to stop drinking. It really isn't. You know, I mean, I, I really applaud anybody that wants to get sober, whether they're, you know, there's so much trend about it now and there's, and there's so much sober curious and, 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 you know, I used to feel like sober curious, like I got sober to save my freaking life. Yeah. You know, it was not about just, Ooh, is that more healthy? No, it was about like, I was going to die. Exactly. Um, but, but today I really feel open to it all. Like whatever you want to do, maybe you're just getting sober just to make your life even that much more beautiful. I mean, alcohol is just unhealthy. You know, it's kind of interesting because I also am a recovering heroin and meth addict. So no one ever questions me why I quit using heroin. (laughs) You know, they're never like, but why? You don't slam in the bathroom anymore? You know, but when I talk about alcohol, it's like, you mean you don't even ever have a beer? Well, no, I really don't. And alcohol is really not healthy for you anyways. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I prefer... I prefer to be sober. I mean, I prefer how I feel mm. over oh, over yeah. being fuzzy, you know? I don't yeah. know. And yeah. it takes time. Definitely. I can relate to that horrible fuzzy feeling where you just kind of live in constantly in some sort of fog. Then yeah, you know, the first drink or the first you know, time you use in the morning or whatever, it's nice for a minute, you know, 15 minutes or so, but then you have all this, all the yucky stuff that goes with it. And then you're trying to chase that first buzz or the first, and then then your whole day is wasted. Yeah. And you've not spent any time with the beautiful people in your life. I mean, I would have, you know, I, I mean, we can get into it, but my story, I mean, my bottom, I don't have necessarily a bottom. My bottom is when I finally quit digging like I literally go down the tubes I would have nothing that I have today none of the relationships no children I would have nothing 
Yeah. Like I really love being present and awake and alert and, and my body's not running on, on any weird chemicals and any weird reactions. And I'm not tired because I drink in the sun and just all that stuff. Yeah. It feels so healthy. It feels so much better. Yeah. But yeah. it took a long time. I really freaking hated being sober in the beginning. I hated it. <laughs> No, I really hated it. Yeah. I, I always say this, and I don't know if you're familiar with this movie, but Lord of the Rings, like if you Google image Gollum from Lord of the Rings, seriously, that is like my early recovery picture. Like I was a freaking mess. Yeah. For a few years. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Somebody said, somebody's like, you couldn't have been that horrible in your addiction. I go, no, no, no. I'm not talking addiction. I'm talking about recovery. Like the yeah. first few years, I was so raw mm. and so wounded and and so um I hadn't faced anything in my life ever. And I was 34 when I got sober, clean and sober. So that's a lot of years. Yeah. Of a lot of wreckage. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was a lot. So how because you've been sober now for what, eight years? It looked a little like bit of eight years. Mm-hmm. A little bit over eight years, yeah. Yeah, wow. And yeah, miracles. <laughs> yes, and especially how you just described the first, you know, few years of it. How did you find the strength and the motivation to keep going through all of that, you know, horridness? Yeah, um, you know, every day was different. Some days I just all I did perfectly and all I've ever done in recovery perfectly, perfectly is not drink and use. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing I've ever done perfectly. Yeah. I have had a shitty attitude. I've, you know, shopped too much. I've eaten too much or starved myself. I mean, there's been plenty of other things that I've done that were not healthy or not towards my growth, but I just didn't use. And so a lot of days, I just sat on my hands and I didn't work on anything else about myself. I just, no matter what, I wasn't going to pick up because I didn't want to go back to where I came from. Yeah. You know, I come from homelessness and hallucinating and prison and not everybody maybe has that particular story. You may not have had those maybe consequences, mm. but the feelings are all the same. Yeah, that shame and embarrassment and the blackouts and the not knowing what you did and the and people looking at you, your friends, your loved ones as your life is falling apart and you're trying to pretend it's not. Mm -hmm. And all those feelings are the same, whether or not I was in prison or I was a heroin addict, it doesn't really matter. Those are like the differences on the surface, but the feelings yeah. were the same, you know, and I didn't want to go back there. I just, I just held on to that some days and that's all I could do, you know, um, yeah. slowly, slowly, but surely, even if you don't, even if all you can barely manage is just not to drink, mm. you know, or use or whatever, slowly, but surely, even just doing that, although I believe healing and working on yourself improves your life tremendously, but just not drinking and using one day at a time, you will see things coming together. Yes, definitely. You know, and, and I encourage anyone to, and everyone to, you know, to 
look into digging deeper beyond just sobriety, mm-hmm. but, but just sobriety itself, you will feel and see things coming back together. And so as that happens, it's like this shift kind of happens and all of a sudden it doesn't look so appealing anymore how you used to be and how you used to feel and how your partner used to look at you or your family or your children or whatever the situation was and losing jobs and trying to get money and lying and stealing Mm. from your bank account or stealing from stores, whatever it is that you did. That stuff, all of a sudden, what was once just a way of life becomes like no longer a way that you're willing to live. Yes. Yes. So that's kind of what I held on to. I mean, Mm -hmm. it is a lot. I do take credit for the work that I have done because I've done a lot of work, you know, Mm -hmm. but a lot of it, God, I really, it's a miracle. I I don't know. I shouldn't be here today, you know? And, and so I really feel like the universe and God and higher power, whatever it is, you know, has really looked out for me when all I wanted to do was die. Yeah. And I really did want to die in early recovery. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. Well, I've just so. finished reading your book, um, oh. Shape of a Woman. Um, and yeah, a lot of what you've just said now you you touch on in the in the book and honestly reading it I just I just wanted to give you a hug because you've just been through so much um and you have you know you said before that you can take credit for a lot of it but I think you know you can take a credit for a huge amount because you've been through so much and to come through all of that and be the positive inspiring person that you are I feel has to come from from within so mm-hmm. you know it's an amazing amazing story thank you and how was the process for you writing the book is this part of your recovery is it part of your work is it helping you oh yes oh yeah you know I've always been um I love I've always loved writing I'm a, I'm a journaler, you know, um, I really firmly believe in journaling and writing with a pen and paper. Um, even if you're not writing a book, you don't have to be writing a book, but I really feel, you know, when I'm not connected to myself, I don't feel connection to anybody else. Mm -hmm. And a really amazing way for me to connect to myself is journaling. Yes. Um, and so I really love journaling. And so it's kind of this like a natural progression. Now, obviously, like you said, my story, I have pr- a pretty crazy story. You know, I, I really was born into some unfortunate circumstances, um, you know, with my mom and then, you know, following through that, my parents joined a religious cult and, you know, I was sexually molested there. Mm. And, um, and then, you know, I just, I was an alcoholic at 12 years old. So, and it progressed on till I was 34. And so, yeah, there's been a lot of stuff. So when I started sharing my story, people would be like, what you, what you should write a book. What, you know? (laughs) And I'd be like, no, you know, I could never, I could barely even speak about this stuff to myself. 
you know, mm -hmm. it took a long time to even accept what had happened to me and um, that it wasn't my fault um, because I felt it I, was my fault for years and years and years and years. Um, but once I started, you know, I really, you know, began my healing process and, and journaling even more and journaling more about my inner child stuff um, and not just journaling about my day to day stuff. I was like, you know, maybe I should write a book, you know, I really, and, and all the women that, you know, message me and there's, and it's just amazing to me. Um, and it, and it breaks my heart that there are women suffering in shame right now. I just yeah. feel like, I, I wish I could just give them all like the power and, and that I feel today by by feeling my pain, by yeah. feeling my own pain and not avoiding it anymore, yeah. you know, and, I, and I'm learning as I go, because, you know, speaking about trauma does not necessarily heal trauma. There's a lot of other work that has to be done. Um, you know, your body remembers everything. And so mm -hmm. there, there's so much to be done. And what's so exciting is that, like, I'm present for it today. And I and I'm I'm courageous enough that if there's something else for me to do, that's going to even improve the woman I am. Like, I don't even want to be the same woman I am right now next year. Yeah. I want to be even more free, you know, even more, you know, uh, courageous and brave and loving and kind and forgiving and all that stuff. So there's like mm -hmm. always so much more. So when I wrote my book, I felt like, well, gosh, what if I write this book? And like, I'm stuck now in that box of who I was when I wrote. And, and that's really not the case. Like, you know, I really just wanted to get a brief, you know, I go over everything in my book. It's not a long book, but there's more books coming that yes. are going to go. So yeah. So I'm going to go into detail on some of the chapters in Shape of a Woman. So there'll be about <laughs> five books that come all together um, to make my full like memoir or whatever. So yeah. Yeah, it was, when I published, it was scary. I, I, you know, I, not everybody is happy that I speak about, um, the mother wound and not everybody's happy about people that come out about child sexual abuse and why didn't you tell anybody and, you know, all that stuff, but you have to just, there's so many more people grateful that somebody's yeah. sharing it and, and feels like they're not alone because that's the worst part is to feel like you're alone and that you're wrong for feeling the way you do. Mm. You know, that's, that just keeps us sick. I think. Yes, it does. It does. Um, so what's your daily routine now, like in terms of um, improving and recovering to something and not being stuck, you know, in the box that you mentioned before, how do you, you know, go about your days. Right. Um, gosh, well, you know, one thing I do is I wake up before I have two small children and, um, you know, I really don't wake up very spiritually fit. I kind of wake up. <laughs> that's the nicest way. I wake up in fear. Um, I wake up with like these, you know, like, who am I to be writing a book? Who am I to be sharing my story? Sure. What am I doing? You know, I don't know why that is, but that's just kind of how I am, how I'm wired a little bit. I wake up just feeling like not confident. So what I've learned is that I, I know how to turn it around. I have the tools to turn that around now. Yeah. So instead of waking up with my children, 
when they're like, they need food and they need this and that, and they're fighting or whatever. Mm. I now wake up like an hour earlier and I have like intentional mornings where I have time for one hour to myself Mm. and I, and I meditate and I pray and I'm not fancy about anything, but, um, and I, and I write a little bit and I drink my coffee and I kind of like remind myself of who I am and that I am worthy of speaking and that my story is my story and that I have every right to share my story and that I don't need qualifications in order to heal or share my healing. And, And then I start the day. So that has been a life changer for me. Mm. my intentional mornings yeah and then you know my day is I try really hard not to spend my day on social media because um I want to live yeah um and and although I I mean I'm not on social media like searching for the prettiest eyeshadow you know like I'm on there we are I'm having interactions and connections and friendships and you know is a beautiful I use it, um, social media for beautiful reasons. So I do love it, but I also want to spend time in the real world and the real life and with my children. And so, you know, I mean, my life is busy. I'm a mom of a two-year-old and a six-year-old and, yeah. and, you know, uh, he just started first grade and I'm doing the car, you know, sitting in the line at the, with all the other moms and, you know, I wear my sober mom shirts and, and, you know, that's another thing. Like, I, I really feel like um, I read something the other day that said we recover out loud so people don't die in silence. Yes. And, yes. and so I wear lots of recovery clothing and, <laughs> and I have had and I get the looks and, and they're from the moms who are probably drinking the wine at the playground. And yes. I get it. I get it. Um, and I'm not here to shame anybody or judge anybody. I just want to share how I live. And I do get moms that go, and almost everybody in this world has been touched by addiction in some way. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, the amount of people that come up to me in the grocery store line or, oh, I love your shirt. My brother passed away from heroin addiction. Oh. Or, I, you know, hey, I love your shirt. I've been sober two years as they pass me in the farmer's market. You know, mm-hmm. it's an amazing community. Um, and I feel like you don't need to hide that you are sober today or in recovery. I mean, it's, I I was ashamed of my addiction. I'll be damned if I'm ashamed of what I've become today. There's no way. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I'm wearing a sober t-shirt now. I was going to wear one of my sober monitors. I know. (laughs) Because I totally agree with that. Um, why not recover out loud? Why not be proud of absolutely and who you are and and share it with the world and hopefully inspire and help and motivate other people? It's a great conversation starter when I wear you know my sober shirts or sober mom shirts and mm-hmm. um, it sometimes encourages someone who's afraid to speak up. You know, I've had people ask me, well, do you go to where do you go to meetings at or you know, my husband is, is an alcoholic or whatever, you know, it just, it opens up the conversation. It's a conversation that needs to be had. And it's a conversation that is being had. I mean, this is such a great time to get into recovery. Yeah. It's, it's becoming more and more. And I mean, in the world, you know, it's becoming more and more 
um, acceptable and, and admired and respectable. And, you know, we don't have to hide anymore in like, you know, garage basements and like, Shh, I'm going to AA or I'm going to smart or whatever it is, whatever path you've chosen, mm. you know, and there's so many paths too. There's, you know, if AA doesn't fit for you, that's okay. There's so many other ways that you can find a community, you know, just find one, whatever it is that fits you. That yeah. Whatever it is. So I use lots of them. I don't, I, I mean, I use a lot. I still go to AA and NA, um, but I also do a lot of like healing work and I love like, you know, hip sobriety and all the different, you know, mm. avenues. I say, why not? Well, yeah, just take maybe bits from That's what I do. everywhere yeah. that works for you. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. I so want that's pretty much my day. Um, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that's pretty much my day. I mean, it's not yeah. anything fancy. No. Um, just, you know. Yeah, I love the idea of the intentional morning just for yourself. And yeah. It's important to make time for yourself. And I do this in the mornings as well, not for quite an hour. But even, you know, if you can just sit for 10 minutes or 20 yeah. minutes on your own with your cup of tea or coffee and just kind of get your head straight. I do think right. it makes a big difference, especially Huge. if you've got children, which is what yes. I wanted to talk to you about now. Um, okay. Most of the, the mums who go through the program with me um, already have children and then they kind of got into the habit of drinking every night and it kind of spiraled right. out of there. But you entered motherhood already free from everything. I did. Yeah. Thank um, God. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been affected by, you know, the mummy needs wine culture at all and all of the kind of marketing and the pressure on, on us mums who try to make us believe that in order to be a mum, then you need alcohol. Has that affected you in any way? You know, it affects me because it affects you guys. Yeah. I, I think it's crap. Yeah, and I and I also affects me because it affects children, and I happen to really have a heart for children that are suffering. Yeah, and because I was a child suffering, mm -hmm. you know, my family was in addiction as well, and you know, so it bothers me in that sense. And I and I speak out about it a lot, and I have seen some horrific t-shirts and even on nurses in my pediatrician's office really? my mommy's yeah um this my son has a shirt that says my dad's beard is better than yours or something and this this nurse in the pediatrician office she had like a jacket on she pulled it aside and something like my superpower is making wine disappear do you mean and i thought that you know wow you know wow but you know i um i as far as me personally i was in recovery already um when i had my children and however i am not in any state of denial that if i were to relapse i would use and drink my children away mm. um and that is hard to say because i i really love my children obviously and i and i make it is my biggest blessing and and my biggest adventure is being a mom however addiction takes over it does for me 
And I, and I would not use and think, oh, forget my kids. I would use and think I'd make me a better mom. Maybe it's going to make me a funner mom. You know, all the lies that the addiction tells you. So, um, you know, I, although I don't feel the pressure, I, I just think it's crap. And I don't even feel any pressure by that in that means, but I think it, it's something that I definitely fight against and speak out against because, you know, we are all moms and so we are sisters. Mm -hmm. And so I am here to defend my sisters period, you know? Yeah. 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 And I, and I feel, and it, and it's so hard. I, I really commend and just feel in awe by people, women that are already have children. It's so hard and such a struggle to get sober singular singular you know yes but then you're trying to get sober and be a mom mm, i know and i just man you guys are so badass and i and i feel <laughs> really 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 you know although i have a crazy story i mean there are people out there that are overcoming just stuff that i can't even fathom mm. And so I just feel like any mom that is, is choosing to really kick alcoholism in the butt and has children that they have to care for at the same time, man, you guys are, are incredible and, and you can overcome anything. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really grateful for everything. Um, my children are as well, although they don't really speak about it that much. My youngest son mm-hmm. is quite vocal, actually. He says, oh, it's much better now that you don't drink. And uh, uh, But my oldest son, I think my husband and I stopped together, which really, really helped. And it was about, I don't know, maybe a month or something. And he hadn't noticed at all. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But we were like, you know, there's no more beer in the house and there never will be. And he said, oh, I didn't notice. But the youngest (laughs) one was, maybe he was more affected by the youngest one because he needed Right. And I don't know. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, it's been (laughs) wonderful. Thank you. I'll put a link to your uh, Instagram account on the bottom or in the, what's it called? The description. And mm-hmm. also your book, it's available on Amazon. Um, yes. It's a, it's a paperback and a Kindle. And is it on audio yes. as well? It's not on audio yet. I've been, not somebody yet. else asked me that. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should do it on audio. There's so yeah. much to do. Oh my goodness. But it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I'll figure it out. Yeah, you will. <laughs> yeah. I'm just learning. So I'm learning so much as I go. Oh my goodness. Mm. <laughs> oh, and that's wonderful. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then please share and subscribe. For more help and support, go to the Sober Bliss website, soberbliss.com. Connect with me on social media and learn how I can help you quit drinking and start living.